Okay, welcome, my lovelies. Welcome to the Naked Football Show. Uh, as we reach the end of year one of Ipswich's relegation season, um, guesting today is uh, none other than Turnstile Boo's very own Mr. Stephen Skeet, who also lives at the lower end of uh, my road in, in the uh, swamp, as we call it. Welcome, Stephen. Welcome, Graham. Thanks for letting me up. <laughs> yes, you ha- Steve had to have um, the uh, the requisite paperwork with him, visa, passport and uh, photographic identification, and we let him in. He's only allowed here for half an hour, then he has to scurry back to the swamp. Um, welcome, Steve. So, come on then, let's get to the serious nitty-gritty. It's It's gone, isn't it? Have we, have we had it? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I will always maintain hope whilst there is a, a mathematical chance, but um, I think feel we really needed to win yesterday and the Rotherham game really to get back in uh, you know um, I'm not sure we're going to get a better chance really than to claw our way back I mean I said that after Bristol City as well but um, it's a long road back mm. you know I, I can see us with the improvements Lambert's made already I can see us perhaps clawing out the odd victory but you know we need to start going on runs of six and seven eight nine games unbeaten really and with at least five six wins yeah. in that so um, unless something monumental happens in January and it all gels very quickly, I can't really see that happening. No, I haven't said that. I was <coughs> so so impressed with the first half yesterday. I thought it was fantastic. You know, we haven't had the ball on the deck that that long in a whole season under McCarthy. <laughs> no, well, and actually longer. I think I think the the um, certainly the level of coaching offensively that Lambert has given mm. the um, quite a limited group of players really the improvement mm. he's got out of them has been quite remarkable. Um, but it was very frustrating. I mean, the first 35 minutes, you know, they're showing uh, structure and an identity, freedom of movement and thought, really, that we haven't seen for years. have clearly been um, sort of coached into doing that, uh, you know, phases of play, etc. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, <clears throat> a group of young players, particularly across the middle, who are probably going to have greater careers than all of those in the Millwall mm, side. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, given the situation, uh, are probably not going to realise that with us now, but... Um, so it, it was a bit of a, it was a real roller coaster in that sense. Really, you're watching that first half and thinking this is amazing, mm. almost with a feeling of inevitability of what was about to come. Yeah, yeah. Once know. we missed a couple of chances towards the end, yeah. But, first but half. also, you know, tinged of what could have been. You know, I, I, no one would have wanted Lambert in the summer. No. Um, <clears throat> but you know, you look at what he's done and the style of coaching with the players he's got, and you think, well, actually, if he'd have, if he'd have been put into yeah. that established solid squad. Yeah, and added to those youth players to it, you know, that evolution was exactly what we were all really crying out for. So, mm. again, you know, lots of lots to lament and regret. Do you think you'll be a if we if and when we go down? Do you think you'll stay? I hear room. I I think uh, one guy from the Anglian, I can't remember. There's so many of them now, isn't there? Who thinks he probably will? Mm. In here for the long haul, which would be fantastic if he does. I, well, the simple answer is no one really knows. No. I guess. For, I mean, he's he's contracted to stay, obviously, but I mean, the, the the so all his actions so far for me have been of a man who's trying to build something. Mm. You know, the easy thing to do when you get a job in the circumstances that he has has been to sort of, you know, do what Mick did or Pulis would do or whatever, and make you hard to beat. Gnarly seasoned old pros and whatever, and you can make that argument that that would have been a sensible course of action. But he he certainly hasn't gone down that route, possibly because he hasn't had the resources to do it. Mm. But Everything about him really is said to me that he's trying to reinvigorate a whole club, not just a team, yeah. and get back uh, you know, a whole club identity of which the team is, is part of that and the way the team plays. And so everything he's done really in the two months and the way he's spoken, the way he's got the team to play, 
uh, the way he's got past characters involved back in the club, the language he spoke yeah, about, the yeah. supporters, the ways, you know, he's, he's, he's seemingly leading, trying to lead the whole club. Um, you know, there's been talk about Evans being much more visible. It seems he's laid down the law to Evans quite a bit around that. Mm. So all, all his actions seem to be of a man who's trying to build for the future. I guess in some senses, from a CV perspective, if he comes in for six months and we go down with a whimper, that, that doesn't really look great for him either. You know, what is his next job? Is he just going to bounce around at clubs like this forever? Well, exactly. The only thing, I suppose, I think we've said all this before, but if we do go down... Um... Who's going to want him anyway? Indeed, know, unless he shows, <clears throat> unless we cling on. And, and I think so. I think the the, the fast the thing that the, or the fascinating thing for me from here on out really is going to be him and Evans and how that interrelationship plays out because you know latterly over the last couple of years we've been sleeping walk sleepwalking in some respects yeah. this moment. McCarthy's papered over so many cracks, not just on the pitch but you know in the club and the way it's run. And Evans was almost allowed been allowed to always got away with no. Real football governance, you know, governance structure in place because he's had someone who's just been able to be functionally get on with it, really. Whereas um, now I think uh, Lambert's going to demand so much more of him, to be honest. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see, notwithstanding the fact that he still wants to sell the club, it'll be interesting to see how how far he backs that, really. Mm. Certainly in some of his actions, that seems to have happened. He's been at more games in the last... Yeah, six so weeks and he's been yeah. in the last two three years yeah. um it's a bit of a conundrum i think in terms of the transfer window i mean what do you do do you yeah do you you know if you throw everything out at it then Fail. you know exactly or do you prepare so i think it's gonna be a fascinating three or four weeks i think it's going to tell us quite a lot in terms of um where where lambert's you know what real Planning Lambert is doing for the club, but also for himself and what Evans is prepared to do and back, mm. if at all back anything. Mm. Do you think we're likely to lose? I mean, there's rumours about Dazelle. Sorry, everyone, my seat's falling apart. Um, yeah, the rumours about Dazelle going, and there'll probably be rumours about all sorts of people going in the window. Um, because obviously, if we're going to get players here, someone's going to have to go. I mean, Nudson sounds like he's on his way. Well, the, the, I mean, we've all, you know, people talk about the money that Evans puts in every year. This sort of no, you know, this X amount of running yeah. costs or whatever, and yet we've always had to have achieved a sort of major sale just to stand still on top of that. Really, whether mm. it's been Cresswell or Mings or the like, um, Waggle, and obviously this season, yeah. you can argue we've already done that. So to then do that with another prospect when he's on a contract and young would be churlish in my view. I'd, I, you know, I'd, I'd, I, I would suggest that we've already cut our cloth accordingly, really. Um, and I think fans should remember that if we were to sell someone, yeah. you know, this whole sale before whatever. I guess the the bigger issue really would be someone like Bart because Bart has just signed a contract and on a really big wage and he's sat on the bench and you know if they if they if they don't view if they don't view him as being nailed on in that position at number one, then actually you could get shot of him and relinquish quite a lot in terms of wages mm. over the course of a year. You could, but then again, who's going to want him on that wage after his recent performances? Um, but the trouble is we know he's a great goalkeeper. That Something went wrong. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, people say it's losing the original goalkeeping coach, but mm. I don't see that. Do you? You can't. Well, I think there's a shroud over the whole Hurst and Doig mm. yeah, definitely. Um, era. And, um, you know... I, can't libel people, but you know we've we've both heard from yeah, sources yeah. very very close or directly from sources about stuff that went on there. Um, you know, I'm I'm not sure that that was the greatest environment for any player to really operate in, no. or employee perhaps. No. 
So um, yeah, that he's he's he seems to have definitely fell victim to that. Um, look, he's a, he's the best goalkeeper in the championship last two three years by a country mile, isn't he? Absolutely. You know? And yeah. so if you can, if, if Lambert thinks he can get him back to that, then you want to keep him, don't you? Yeah. But if he doesn't, and he needs to make, if he thinks he can get three or four in on his wages in other areas, mm. then the great for the greater good, that probably looks the better bet, really. Yeah. Um, and I say that as someone who's got no real confidence in Kirkin. No. You know, um, but if the sum of the parts are a bit greater by yeah. that wage freed up, then that might be sensible. I know? honestly think an informed Bart would have had us another couple of points at least on the table as well yeah. at the moment, but... Well, certainly in the last three seasons, he's mm. been worth a good 10, 15 points on his own, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, and actually, you look at the margins of what we've done over those seasons. He's been a pretty, that's been a pretty yeah. crucial factor, really. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Um, no, it's it's it's, um, it's strange because he's, he's not just lost a bit of confidence. He seemed to be absolutely mm. shattered with mm. conf- uh, lack of confidence, doesn't he? In, f- in fairness to both the keepers, they've had absolutely well. They've had they've been <laughs> they've had bugger all really in terms yeah. of the uh, particularly the fullbacks have been woeful for me this season, and uh, you know both particularly down the flanks. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been found really wanting actually, and and I think Lambert, ironically, the way that he wants to play and set the team up has exposed that even more because mm. actually he doesn't want one-dimensional; <laughs> he wants three-dimensional fullbacks, yeah. and so that's really explo- exposed the fallibilities of the, of Spence and Kudzin. Really, as wholehearted tries as they are, yeah. you know, they've really been exposed. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right, and to be honest, I think Spence going forward is actually quite a reasonable mm. player. First mm. half yesterday, especially, mm. I thought, but uh, as you say, defensively. Mm. Same with Nudson. And Knudsen's an interesting one because you know I've never been a big fan of him. I think he's quite a limited footballer, but he's, he's he is a, he is a solid yeah. championship level player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know he wouldn't necessarily let anyone down, but he's been for me he's been poor this season. That, yeah. You know he's had complete moments of it's just been so many moments of mental lapses really. You know, and when players are doing that on such a grand scale, that suggests that a lot of the stuff that's going on in and around the club is not. Not 100%. You know, you know yeah. if it's one or two, then it might be individual things going on in lives or whatever. Yeah. But actually, when it's happening so collectively... And he's probably got his eye on another club at the moment. Anyway. Yeah. He probably knows he's off, and so it's hard to motivate yourself, isn't it? 100%. <clears throat> Indeed. I, I, going back to, um, the, I guess, the final thing on Lambert is I think he's definitely, in, in terms of a community context, he's definitely asking more of the club than has happened in previous years. Yeah. And... <clears throat> Things like the state of the stadium, ticket initiatives and community initiatives that we've been involved yeah. in, you know, um, the lack of key into the community completely. Lambert is definitely seemingly wanting to pick that up as well. And it'll yeah. be interesting to see to what degree um, Evans goes to that. Because certainly there's been a lot of individual employees down the club who have got involved, haven't they, and wanted yeah. to get involved, including the players, yeah. as we well know, no, who have got yeah. involved with that. So it'll be interesting to see whether that, that comes to the hierarchy as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, do we have a look at uh, tweets that have come in? Yeah. Questions. Right, this is from Ed. This is from Ed, who also lives down the road. He's got a lovely dog. <laughs> dog called Prune. He's called Prune because he looks like a prune. Bless him. Um, right, we've got three from Ed here. How would you set up the town defence using current resources? Ed's quite a bright bloke, so he uses big words. <laughs> you know Ed, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, how would I now? Yeah, well, I'm guessing it's, uh, well, yeah. Well, how would he set up the defence using current resources? This is talking about Paul Lambert. Well, personally, I, I you know, I wouldn't have um, had Spence at right back. 
And I know there's no other options. But well, what about, you see, the only, one of the few players I did think was reasonably good was um, Danassian at right back. Well, but he, Lambert doesn't rate him there. And, and actually, when we were talking about earlier about technical ability, I would have rather seen someone like a Grant Ward slot in there, yeah, a yeah. little bit like Jermaine Wright used to. I thought, yeah. I thought that would have been worth a throw yeah. out of the dice, really. I think Knudsen, I mean, Kenlock's been injured, hasn't he? That's probably the reason why he's got yeah. the nod for so long. Pennington, I think, has been great at the back, not, yeah. notwithstanding yesterday. But, you know, he's a young lad, he's a relatively young lad. That happens in a, in a poor side. Chambers, <clears throat> Chambers is an interesting one for me because, I, I you know, I, uh, yesterday I don't think he had a very good game. He's quite limited, but a player. Not convinced about him at all at centre-back, but he's such a great no guy. Yeah. So wholehearted. He's so talismanic for the club. Yeah. He's been the only thing holding the bloody club together. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and you risk, if you, with so many other changes about to happen, and you you lose that as well. Yeah. You, you, that's a big risk, isn't it? So I think I would <clears throat> I would have persevered with the back two and Ken Locke. Uh, personally, I would have Barton goal. Yeah, I would. Uh, right back, I would have had Danassi and Overspence. Hmm. That would be how I would. I would have given Grant Wall to go there probably, yeah. but I, I, you know, all the other option would have been to go to to wingbacks when Ward was. Uh, you could have played a three of Pennington, Chambers, and Kinnison. Actually, at the time I was impressed with Kinnison was when he played in the back three under. Yeah, under he does seem to play reasonably well. You know, there, and then you could have Kenlock and Ward sort of as wingbacks. Yeah. That would probably be what, what I would have gone yeah. with at that stage. He did play Ward at full. Uh, it was actually Brian Clough played mm. Ward at uh, fullback at Millward, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. But uh, he was no worse than anyone else there. Um, does he think this, he's obviously addressing this to you, Steve? Um, that does Stephen <laughs> think Paul Lambert will stay for a season of rebuilding in, in Division One? Uh, well, I've, we've obviously just spoken about that at length. But I, I guess if I was to uh, now my colours to the mast, I would say yes at this stage, just because of the fact that everything about him has been almost about rebuilding a club. Hmm. And an identity, really, uh, and certainly in the way we're playing, not about coming in and doing an Allardyce or a no or a Mick or a Pulis, as it were. No, well, I hope you're right. I agree. Yeah. Um, MW1. Right. These are questions. I'm guessing one: <coughs> go for broke now or prepare for League One. Two: if we go down and fail this year, which of the senior team members should be here come August? Three: which of Paul Hurst's acquisitions will be the biggest success long term? So. <laughs> Do them again. Go for broke now or prepare for League One. It's the both. <laughs> um, I, uh, I guess all best, basically. <laughs> I guess I would err on the um, prepare course. for League One. So I, I would be looking at the wage bill and thinking, who do I need to tie up out of these young players? Who are the ones that I'm probably going to have to shift? Yeah. So in terms of the existing squad, definitely prepare for League One in my thinking and draw up the plans now. In terms of signings, they're only going to be loan signings anyway. So I think with the loan signings, you could probably have a bit more of a of a throw of the dice with my loan signings. So probably yeah. um, in terms of me transfers, I'd have a bit of a roll of the dice. But definitely with existing um, the existing structure, existing players, I would make that decision now. And that sort of leads on to the second one. In terms of the senior players, senior players well, I mean, you, there ain't that many of them left. Uh, I guess the two keepers, Skews and Chambers, would be the the main four. I mean, uh, you know, you can't carry a 20 grand a week goalkeeper in League One no. if that's what he's on. Um, so, you know, as much as I love the man, yeah. Bart would have to go, and I think Gherkin's fine in League One. That would free up a lot of money. I know we, we can't do as much with our money in League One, can you? Because of the, the rules are slightly different around the money, but uh, that would definitely free that up. 
Um, I would probably look to um, keep Chambers, but almost like in a nailer club captain role. Um, probably utilise him less, pay him less, almost, and you know, and, and make the offer to him about step, you know, see this as a transition into coaching. Yeah, phase. that'd be good. Um, <clears throat> and Scoos, I would probably keep because I think of his worth, worth at that level, but also worth on the training ground with some of the youngsters. The third question, um, which of Paul's, Paul Hurst's acquisitions will be the biggest success long-term, do you think? Well, I mean, judging on uh, yesterday, Harrison. Yeah. Well, I thought he played very well first 35 minutes. I mean, Jackson. He did, actually, didn't he? Jackson yeah. is very hard to tell. You know, yeah. he, uh, you know, in another side, he might, look, he might look fantastic. It's very hard to tell. But Harrison definitely um, looked like he believed that he could play at this level yesterday. Uh, certainly he's been helped he was helped by the fact that the midfield even when it was clearing lines yesterday it was much more targeted into him rather than lumping it out in desperation that was happening earlier on in the season so I mean he looks like he's got a bit about him and and funnily enough I actually thought that he would have been he looked better yesterday than what Garner would have done in that role so actually he would have been quite an interesting player to have played with someone like Waghorn and McGoldrick and whatever so I don't think he's necessarily going to set the world alight but I think he's the one at the moment that looks the the best I mean Inciala looks off the radar Danassian Mm. is not fancied Edwards no, seems to have gone completely off the wall. Edwards, you know, I was never actually convinced about him, to be honest. He's sort of will of the wisp, but Simon just blind alley stuff, wasn't mm. he? And you can see why on a lower level he would just rip it up, but, you know, mm. it's just not going to happen really at this level. And uh, the last one is Nolan. So I guess no, Nolan's one of those players who technically looks like he's got everything. Yeah. But he's just on the periphery, with or without the ball, on the periphery of the game. I mean, he had, ironically, he had his best game at QPR. Yeah, um, despite yeah. the, the error. Um, but, you know, yesterday the four young lads in the middle all got on the ball much more than Absolutely. he has or would have done, and he's much further into his career. So I would have said that he will probably end up being a squad player at this level. Um, and I think Harrison looks the one at the moment, I think, that's got the bit about him. Yeah. Do you think... Um... Lancaster, can we hang on to him? Do you reckon? Because I mean, he's starting to look a bit special, isn't he? Well, I mean, he, he um, yeah, he would be the one out of all of those that looks looks the best. I mean, he, uh, you know, it, but he Downs, Dazel, players of that ilk. You know, if we're going to do it in League One, we've got to try and somehow find a way to keep them. to keep them. Um, it's not going to do them any harm, is it? Because they're not going to go straight into a premiership side. No, I think Andre needs to find his position, actually. I, I, I think He looks to me like a player who's so technically gifted that he's just waltzed his way for a youth mm. football. Yeah. And actually now, he's not robust enough. They've no, played he's, him, he's as a, lightweight in a, bit, played yeah. him at a deep, as a deep line midfielder, haven't they? Because I think he yeah. can spray the ball, which he can, and it play together. But he's not robust enough when we lose it to mm. then you know, shelter the back four. So I prefer to see him use much more offensively, actually, where mm. he can play balls in, in slot. You know, he did it yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. Just in different angles, different slide all passes. But he needs to sort of nail down a position, I think. It, it always looks like we don't quite know how to really use him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he doesn't look like he's going to be a midfielder, a central midfielder in a four yet. He's not going to be a deep-lying one. So I think I'd prefer to see him use more offensively, really. Yeah, no, I think so. Um no, Jerry Dickinson. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Should this not be called the end of the Championship Malays show? You're probably we're quite, rebuilding. You're we're quite rebuilding. right. We are quite right. We're rebuilding, says Steve. We're rebuilding. Uh, right, let's have a look at um, emails. 
Firstly, I think we should congratulate Mrs. Slowerball, who was awarded an MBE. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. For, for putting up with slower. For putting up with slower, exactly. Uh, it, and it's not... It's... Um, he did send me the thing, but I don't think we've got time to read it all out. But it's not in recognition of her efforts with the bins, nor having to put up with him. So congratulations, Mrs. Slower. Fantastic. Congratulations. Um, and from Slower himself, this is the uh, email. Good morning, GB. Good morning, Ducky. Old son. Ducky. Oh, WH. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year to one and all. Love the show. New Year's Eve celebrations in Devon prevented my attendance at Portman Road yesterday. It's now inevitable, isn't it? Question mark. It's the hope that kills you with plenty of possession and positive passages of play and the odd glimmers of hope orchestrated by a manager more suited and capable of managing at this level and getting the best out of players. A miracle is required and unless the alleged half a dozen players are added quickly and hit the ground running and by that I mean winning six or seven games on the bounce, our season is basically over. Will ME stick or twist? Will he stay or will he walk? Should be a song there. Time will tell, but there's no power without accountability. And now is the time for Marcus to show true leadership and responsibility. Back the manager and communicate communicate directly with us, the fans. Keep smiling. God bless Roy Rocky Stevenson. Blimey, you are going back a bit slowball. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Comments. Well, he's spot on, isn't he? I mean, we've covered yeah. we've covered a, um, a lot of that, but totally agree about Marcus. You know, his name's above the door. His name's still across all across the ground. You know, and yet here we are 11 years in and we've had one staged communique, mm. you know, from the, from him. You know, absolutely um, zero leadership, really. And, yeah. you know, <clears throat> obviously he had this whole, you know, wanting to remain unknown, faceless business and whatever. But we're 11 years in now. To think that's the only, you know, real communication we've had is extraordinary, really. Mm. Um, and, you know, to think that... Uh, that's kind of been allowed to happen is almost as extraordinary (laughs) you know so um we need to hear from him but actually we need to hear something real from him (laughs) rather than platitudes or you know a five-point plan which isn't actually a plan they're just sort of five bullet points and maybe not just a staged interview when he knew where he knew all the questions in advance he needs to actually face the local media or the media like everyone you know you know bbc or whatever um radio suffolk rather than you know putting out his own content um, because it's extraordinary, really, that, you know, he can, he's sort of 11 years in and this is where we're at, and yet mm. that still hasn't happened. Yeah. And you just wonder whether Lambert's having that kind of conversation, because he's probably the, probably the, the, um, the first manager that really gives me a sense that he might be, might be prepared to have that kind of conversation. Mm. And he's certainly done it out of the clubs, hasn't he? He has, and as we were talking in the, in the mythical green room, um, Lambert does seem to have wanted to stamp a bit, bit of authority over everyone, including Evans. And he's, mm. it's, it's almost as if he's saying, "Well, either you do it my way, or mm. you know, I'm not going to do anything." So mm. either, you, and the, as you said at the beginning of the show, he's been seen around the ground a lot more. And, and and you know, even if it's just from a perspective of selling the club, which you know it's pretty clear he wants to sell the club, yeah. um, or he would like to sell it and get off his hands. You know, the it, the the almost the one the one asset that we still remain we have is the brand. Yeah. if you like, or the badge or the history and everything yeah. that represents. The and, stars, the yeah. stars. <laughs> and the, lo- the, you know, the longer that, you know, uh, he's just sat in an abyss somewhere, then, it, you know, it, it, the, you know, we've already lost a generation of fans, haven't we? You yeah. know, there's less and less there, really, that's, mm. that gets attached to that history and that badge for, for him to be able to sell because there's not yeah. really any other tangible assets. No. We could sell one of the stars, I suppose. <laughs> uh, from Izzy, uh, uh, sorry, this is uh, having to rush now. 
Is it me or are Ipswich Town crap in the second half of a match? I listen to the radio commentary and often they seem fairly positive at half-time, but then the second half we give away three goals in this case. Oh, and how come McGoldrick seems to have played all season without injury when he spent half the time at Town on the injured list? What's going wrong in the back office that Town end up with so many injured players? Regards, Izzy. Thanks, Izzy. Well, well the I think McGoldrick's <laughs> a lot to do with him travelling down from the Midlands every day. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, as well, when your squad... As good a job as Mick has done, the squad yeah. has always been has been relatively threadbare in terms of who he trusted. Yeah, you know, there's a lot more rotation I would envisage in a lot of these other clubs. Uh, interesting how much running he probably does off the ball there in comparison yeah. to what he had to do. You know, these are all little factors, aren't they? The, yeah. the four hour drive or whatever yeah. to training them back every day, he was having to make in a cart. Yeah. You know, so there are all sorts of things on on that one really. Um, <clears throat> what was the other bit of that? I can't remember. I've lost it now. Uh, second halves. Oh yeah, we seem to. Well, I think that's more of confidence and. Yeah, and you know. I, I was funny enough. I was thinking about that last night. I don't think Bristol City or Millwall will have scored an easier six goals no. all season. They're not actually had to, you know, to score six goals away collectively between them, and they're not actually worked an opening. No, <laughs> you know, well, the between, referee helped you know. work on an opening or two, yeah. didn't he? Oh, it's atrocious. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look at the clock. I'm gonna have to remember now to cut that bit out. Um, TV. Yeah. What? Turn style, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. A couple of things before we go. Um, what were the good things you saw last year? Paul Lambert. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Great ticket initiative by Carl. We have to mention that. Oh, I should do. Of course, of which we were a small part. Yeah, well, we were, but that's... Yeah. So, uh, but. yes. Great ticket initiative by Carl. But what that did was actually get a bit of um, collective ownership back in the back from the fans. Mm. And to see so many fans get on board with that. And then the club um, to do to, that, yeah. and then the club then had to follow suit and, and were sort of put in a position where they kind of had to come along. But it was also great for us as a group of fans to be able to say to the club, "No, actually, we want to have our own section of the stand where yeah. our own tickets go. You can do your own thing, but this is very much what the fans saying that this is what we want to do and, and should yeah. really should be part of what happens as a matter of course, yeah. actually." And I think Lambert's. Uh, intimated that as well, hasn't he? Yeah. About wanting the whole community involved, and that came that came um, came at the right point with Lambert, didn't it? Yeah. They sort of coincided, really, um, and it was a coincidence. But you know, they were two great things, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think we might have to wrap up very soon. Turnstile Blue. <coughs> yes. Um, when's the next one? Rotherham uh, last edition, which was the Beats edition, sold out. Um, was very well received. Uh, this one looks uh, uh, more aptly, I guess, at. Um, Marcus Evans, 11 years on, and where do we go from here? Um, we've always tried, as you know, seven or eight years, kind of highlighted some of the questions that we've thought should have been answered behind the scenes. They're coming ever and ever more to the fore. Um, but as always, we're trying to look positively at what needs to happen and where we should go from there. The ticket initiative, of course, is something that Turnstile Blues has talked about yeah. <laughs> for, for a matter of years. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't get off lightly again, Evans. There's a lot of questions of him, but there's also a look of what we need to do if we're going to go down into League One and, and where where the ownership perhaps needs to take us. Absolutely. So uh, We've also spoken to, I should say, um, the guys at Blue Action who are trying to lift yeah. the atmosphere in Portman Road. Yeah. I know that can be slightly dis- divisive because of some of the songs they sing, etc., and how they and go. Also the, and literally divisive in that the acoustics are so bad. You can, I stand in the middle of where you've got one yeah. side singing one song and the <laughs> other right. side singing. And there's a guy who stands near me and he gets really angry. Yeah. When the drum starts going and he's yeah. singing another song, he gets really angry. And where I, where I am in the co-op, you, you, you can, can see that writ large. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but we thought it'd be good to talk to him just to see, you know, here's a group of guys that are trying yeah, to no, do good thing, do, do something positive yeah. um, and let's hear it from them straight, what what their intentions are. We ask them some challenging questions about some of the songs as well, but, it, you know, we give them the right to, to do that. So that yeah. is a big bit on it. Grant Page just spoken to those guys. Cool. So two things. Firstly, uh, are we going to stay up? No. <laughs> and that's the first time I've said that. Oh, my Lord. Oh, look, we've got an exclusive. Um and secondly, thanks to everyone for listening all through the year. And just keep on, keep keep the faith, keep the faith. Keep him in a job. Absolutely. Cheers, Steve. Till thanks. next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.